to College Football Tailgate. Today is August 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Will Chambers. With me, as always, Tyler Waldry to my left. Hello. Hello, hello, Producer Smitty. What's up, Will? We're back in the Woos Media Studios. Oh, we're back. And football is back, guys. It's August 1st. Fall camp is here. There is college football this month. And we are, we're back in the studio. I'm so excited. This week, we start our uh, conference breakdowns. We're going to be also breaking news. Breaking. We're going to be doing two podcasts a week this year during the regular season. So we're changing up the format. So for all of you loyal listeners out there, uh, you know, we usually would would release the one podcast early in the week. We'd recap the the games and get into the the preview. Now we're going to be doing on Sunday, we're going to do a quick recap and post that. And then later in the week, we're going to post the the preview episode where we preview the next week give out our gambling picks oh, i'm into it and we're gonna double the amount of output so if you're if you're a true fan of the show i mean wow this is a special day for you you get twice the impressions twice the movie breakdowns <laughs> all the good stuff exactly yes <laughs> and so we're just excited we're back to be back in the studios uh college football tailgate by the way brought to you by bet us if bet you're gonna US. if you're gonna gamble on college football or any sports this year Go to BetUS.com, use our promo code, promo code TAILGATE, and that helps out the show. If you want to be supportive of our show, that's the best way you can do it. So BetUS.com slash TAILGATE, right? Whatever. Promo code TAILGATE at BetUS.com. Promo code. When you sign up. I'm not a big slash kind of guy. Yeah, you're not a big slash guy. Yeah, forward slashes, back slashes, the little dash, which I call a slash. What about the guitarist slash? The dash slash. Well. I like the I like that slash. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? Listen, we have an awesome show. Uh, we're going to be covering some of the college football news over the last month. We did our offseason combine finally. We have the results. We got the results. Um, we we're going to debut a new season long segment that we're really excited about, and we're going to begin our preseason conference breakdowns this year or this week. We are going to do all of the. Uh, the non-Power 5, the group of five yeah, conferences. Group. Is it is it uh, groupist or conferencist to say non-elitist to say non-Power 5? Or should we just go group of five? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, all respect to the Sun Belt, the, uh, the WAC, the MAC. Uh, they're not the power. They're not power conferences. I don't think that's that disrespectful. If you're in the AAC, you can kind of be like, hey, like we play real football too. But you're not a power conference. And guess what? Pretty soon, uh, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 might not be either. So (laughs) they're not alone. You know what they say. You can make just as much money on uh, the MAC games as you can the... That's SEC very games. true. From a gambling standpoint, yes. they're they're maybe more valuable. Actually, yeah, um, they are. But those smaller games are more valuable. Maybe not quite as exciting. One you of know. my best bets, week one, UConn plus twenty eight. That's, that's week right. zero. That's week zero. Yeah, and again, UConn plus I mean, twenty eight. This is the perfect example of how Tyler is the gambler on the show professionally is that he sees value in the games that no one else wants to watch. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to watch hey, UConn I'll versus I'll give you a reason to watch whoever, them. You put a little you know? cash on them, now you're watching. Bowling Green versus Miami of Ohio, well, only if it's like on a Wednesday night and that's the only game. Do you think Bowling Green has good bowlers on their team or staff? Uh, or do you think it's I the mean, opposite? Sure. They don't like bowling because they hear well, about not it on the the time. St- Well, maybe on the staff. I don't know. I feel like if you're on a, a college football coaching staff, you don't have a lot of time to go bowling, probably. But... You, you like that? If you're well, what did if, you guys say? In the, in no, the I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. It's uh, it's who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> if you, if you oh, don't yeah. know that reference, please YouTube it. Right, pause the show. Yeah. YouTube. Who do you, who do you think, think you are? I am. It's, it's fucking <laughs> legendary. That is the best bowling shit talk you're ever gonna get. It's the only bowling shit talk <laughs> yeah. I think. But um, yeah, look, we had some college football news over the last month. 
Um, you know, obviously we had the media days. They, they came in the last week. We had SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12 media days, which of course always provides a lot of fun sound bites. But the biggest news from SEC media days was actually that Texas A&M wide receiver Anaya Smith got arrested at SEC media days. He's a Uh-oh. team captain. He's supposed to be there speaking. He got arrested for speeding. They found weed in the car and a loaded uh, handgun. And... As the team captain, to me, that's just wild. And the, and then it got even crazier because I even joked on the Twitter. I tweeted out, uh, you know, first quarter suspension for week one on, coming on the way. You know, like Texas A&M is not going to throw the book at him. And then all the charges got dropped within the within like three days. All charges dropped. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he's a huge player at A&M. No. And, and he got arrested in College Station. It was oregano. He was going to cooking class. Yeah. Look, it was a, it was a water gun. It was oregano. <laughs> like, look, it, anyway, it, at least he had insurance. Uh, there you go. <laughs> at least he was insured. Eli the, Ricks. The weed, I'm okay with. The gun, I don't know. That's a little iffy to me. Well, look, even Why if you, you have a, a gun, that's yeah. that's fine. Whatever. I'm not, at I'm, media I'm, days. I'm, well, a, I'm a Second Amendment dude. I think I'm it's fine. I'm not anti-gun. It's just like all these kids. It seems like every athlete these days, when they get pulled over, it's like, well, okay, half the time well, these the, athletes the have real, guns. Like, why? The real issue was that I believe it wasn't registered to anyone, and it, it, to the point where when he got arrested, he and the other passenger in the car just claimed, "Well, it's neither of ours." And somehow the cops were like, "All right, charges dropped." <laughs> Coincidence? They said it wasn't theirs. Not so. You know, again, whatever. I don't care if someone has a, a gun in their car. Use I don't it responsibly. care. You, don't you be know, stupid. exactly. It's just, it's but just like it's just funny to me that the charges got dropped. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I mean, he didn't speak at SEC Media Days, but it was a pretty interesting uh, piece of news, you know, despite all the other SEC stuff. We had Clark Lee, the Vanderbilt coach, that came out and said, we know in time Vanderbilt Vanderbilt football will be the best program in the country, which, it, you know, look, I don't like to rag on coaches that set their goals high, you know, but when you're Vanderbilt and you haven't won an SEC game in like three years, maybe you just don't say we know in time will be the best program in the country. That's my only piece of advice to Clark Lee, you know, on that one. I think you should have more optimism for Vanderbilt. I, I am optimistic because that's all you can be about Vanderbilt football. You can't be pessimist because they're already at the bottom. Give me the quote one more time. I, but this is not paraphrasing. We know in time Vanderbilt football will be the best ah. program in the country. So yeah, I thought maybe he was going an academic no, route. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Actually, they probably are the best. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, and like more, you know, the other thing I, I picked up from the SEC media days was that, you know, a lot of stuff, Will Levis has been in the news, uh, not even recently that he eats bananas with the peel on. He just bites right <laughs> into them, which is crazy. <laughs> but then in the last couple of weeks, it came out, that he puts mayo in his coffee. And I don't know which one is more insane, but I think... Well, I, the mayo in the coffee is clearly more insane. I'll tell you some good foods to eat with the shell on. Uh, a lemon. You can eat with the, the okay. peel on. Uh, peanuts. You can eat with the shell oh, on. Yeah. I, I think it's better, actually, with the shell on. Salty. Yeah, so I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big hater of eating the banana with the peel on. I do that all the time. Plus, that's Wait, what the nutrients are. You do that all the time? Well, I do things like that all the time. I don't necessarily <laughs> I do the banana say, with the peel. Yeah, but you're right. The mayo in the coffee is truly disgusting. Yeah. And as a coffee person, that f- offends me deeply. What about a mayo person? Uh, I mean, I like mayo on a sandwich, but I'm not like a mayo person. I'm not one of those people mm. who like is like, I know, oh, I do everything with mayo. Okay. Mayo on the burger? Yeah. No, I mean, not I've, on done, the burger. I've done it. It's not my choice, but I don't think it's terrible. But I, you know, on a sandwich, sure. I feel like you painted me out to be very uh, anti Second Amendment. I'm not. No, happy. no. Will, why? Pa- Will likes to paint pictures of me on this show. Anti mayo, anti gun. Yeah. Just typical liberal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Look, I, th- I, I think it's totally crazy to put mayo in your coffee. That's just my personal opinion. But, I you think know. that. I think that's insane. 
that one thing you shouldn't put in your mouth. Uh, speaking of which, Brett Venables. Wow. Uh, he came out and said, it, honestly, it sounded like he lost a bet and he had to like come at like he got dared to do it. This was a direct quote he gave, at, I think, like a booster uh, meeting or some kind of like a fundraiser recently. Uh, th- again, this is word for word. He said, fire hose. The fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. We've been blowing and going. So I mean, I've seen the documentaries. It's <laughs> it's. It, I that one's a tough one, and I know that sometimes people say things and they don't mean it. And it sounds like something else. We've all been guilty, but that's a really that's a really tough one to have back to back to back right there to mention anything fully inserted in your mouth and then to say and then he did the hand, blowing and going. He did a hand motion too, yeah. which didn't help at all. I think you might have lost a bet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but the other p- uh, piece of news we got recently: the turnover chain is dead. Uh, Mario Cristobal came out and said he's getting rid of the turnover chain. It actually makes me think that Mario Cristobal might succeed at Miami because, I, you know, turnover novelty items are the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, well, and it's a lot. A lot of it too, I think, is uh, Miami's always kind of been kind of a wild, a wild team ever since the you know the U days. Um, yeah, it's always kind of seemed kind of lawless down there. It seems like he's kind of trying to straighten everybody out. Yeah. And I'm, look, the turnover chain started everything else. We had the turnover pencil, the turnover trash can, the turnover chainsaw. You know, they all need to go away, and it's all thanks to Miami. They were the ones that started with the chain, and I think it's stupid. Um, Florida commit. Did you guys see this ha- happen just the other day? They had a commit, a wide receiver commit named Aiden Mizell, who during his commitment announcement to Florida – he took out two real live alligators. Oh, I love it. And I, yeah, exactly. I think it's awesome. How big were they? <laughs> they were little. They were little oh, guys, okay. and they had their like their mouth taped shut, you know. So he just had one on each arm. But just absolutely cool move. And if you're a Florida fan, I think you just gotta love that kid forever. Each one of them had a gun on him. <laughs> yeah, he had him holstered. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, you know, look, this was the other thing I noticed from this was actually Pac-12 Media Days. The new commissioner, George, I don't know how you pronounce this, Klyavkov. Can I get a ruling on that? Uh, I think you nailed sure. it. Klyavkov. Yeah. Um, he came out and took a shot at the Big 12. And what he said, you know, look, you know, as if his conference wasn't falling apart, his quote was, you know, basically what happened is the Big 12 had, the Big 12 commissioner, I think, had come out and said, you know, they're open for business, talking about maybe poaching schools from the Big 12. And apparently that didn't sit well with him. And he said, with respect to the Big 12 being open for business, I appreciate that. We haven't decided if we're going shopping there yet or not. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, do you, do you not realize that your conference is on the verge of death right now? Yeah, it's it, Vanderbilt talking shit, the Pac-12 talking shit. It's just like everyone now, it, this is the, the time of the year where if you're not very good, you talk. Yeah. If you're not going to win on the field, you got to win in July. Well, I mean, or it's, August it's, now, it's, I it's honestly during this time, it's a lot of clickbait stuff. And right. I mean, is it just merely just to get eyeballs on your program? I don't know. Well, no, the I, Vanderbilt thing it is. Yeah. But yeah. like with this, this one, it came out and then shortly after it, he was like, you know, that wasn't the most collegiately thing I've ever said. But the whole point is like, you don't get to talk shit when you're the Pac-12 and your two biggest programs uh, and you're in the biggest market just left for the Big Ten. And now there's already rumors that other other Pac-12 schools are potentially leaving for the Big 12 or leaving for the Big 10 or whatever. And so I think that, you know, <laughs> I think it's stupid. I think it makes him look like 
like uh, like a little kid, you know, and he's not. It doesn't seem like a smart move to be like, oh, we don't know if we're going shopping there yet. Like, what are you? Well, it, are you that confident I don't know about that you kid, could do that? It, to me, it just sounds like he's upset about what happened between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 when they spoke, and right. he's sort of like uh, sour grapes about the whole thing. So he's just clearly. kind of pouting about it. Yeah, clearly sour yeah. grapes. Well, he's also trying to keep an entire conference together, too. If he just comes out and is like, yeah, we're we're open for business in any conference, it's like, well, okay, now the schools aren't going to have any trust in you. Right. The fans are going to hate you. So I think it, it may be a little bit of window dressing as well. Just a little cocky to be like, yeah, we haven't decided if we're going to shop in the Big 12 yet, as if like any Big 12 school is dying to join the Pac-12 right now. I, I can't imagine one that would be. It's like that meme of that dog in the burning house that just says everything is fine. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, two more pieces of news that I wanted to touch on. The first one, Eric All, the Michigan tight end, he his girlfriend or fiance or wife, I don't really know, uh, is now expecting, and they announced the due date. The due date for this baby is nine months to the day of the win, the Michigan win over Ohio State, <laughs> which means he had an, a good time celebrating. And for that to be the actual due date is uh, is hilarious. That's awesome. Um, and then Zach Wilson. So if I don't know where, if you, if you don't know the story already, Zach Wilson, former BYU quarterback, turns out he likes being a cougar on, or he likes cougars on and off the field because apparently he was hooking up with his mom's best friend. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's the rumor that's out there right now. Ew. And uh, I mean, wow, just a, a wild for for a BYU quarterback of all places. I mean, that's a bold move. It is a bold move. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you get caught doing that, where's going to get around? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's not good. And his ex-girlfriend's the one that spilled the beans, apparently, on Instagram. <laughs> yep. So, you guys, I some, mean, you guys want some cougar jokes? Yes. All right, what are you giving you cross the mailman with the cougar? A milk baby. Uh, according, a milk to the, baby. according to the paternity test, me. <laughs> uh, I got to bang it. Oh, my God. I, this is not appropriate. I'm just like, I just typed in that. This is the first website that popped live. up. This is upjoke.com. This is live. Uh, I got to bang a 10 out of 10 cougar after a nightclub or after a night at the club. Now I'm banned from the local zoo. Uh, I get it. Yeah, he, okay. banged, he banged a cougar. We're yeah, talking that's, that's real bestiality classy. jokes. This is highbrow shit. I think uh, I just made one up. Okay. Let's what do you it. get when 10 cougars die at once? A lot of undrank apple teenies. <laughs> uh, Gross. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> oh God. Listen. Speaking of no more jokes off the top of your head. Speaking Don't of, put that in your act. of jokes yes. of bad jokes, we did the combine. Oh, we God. we went out yesterday actually, and we did our second annual combine. We have the results. Um, look, it's a real humbling reminder every year that the three of us are not in good shape. Mm-hmm. I uh, This is not a joke. I pulled my neck during the punting competition, and it's been sore ever since. I've, <laughs> I, my, I pull my neck fairly often, but it, you know, just to be punting a football and all of a sudden now my neck hurts for the, for the next 24 hours, uh, yeah, it makes me feel real sad about my age and my health. Did you tell everyone who won the co- combine? Tyler, or were you going to save that for the very no, end? No, no, no. Like I was always, there. when I... Tyler finished first again. He is the most athletic uh, from the podcast. It says more about you guys than it does me. I finished second, which is... An imp- Last year, I was third. And so, you know, Smitty finished third. I um, fell during the 40-yard dash. Ryan Smitty, did fall Smitty. across the finish line. <laughs> Smitty, we were, do- we were timing our 40s, which, by the way, were not fast. No. Um, the fastest of the bunch was... 
was flat. six flat. That was you. That was me. <laughs> Smitty, at the end, he's like 35 yards into his 40, just decides to scream out, I am lightning, and, and eats shit. And it was hilarious. I wish we had it on camera. It was so funny. Yeah, that was great. But uh, I, I have a commencement speech ready. I have a victory speech ready to go. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I actually don't. No, yeah, um, oh, okay. No, I, look, I honestly don't think it's that great of an accomplishment. Uh, winning over you too. So my, wow, I was telling I was telling mean. my buddy, and he just says, uh, uh, "Yeah, you guys need some some athletes hosting the show." Well, listen, we did the only thing we did different this year. That we I didn't did make do last a. Year. I made one from the thirty yard line though, and you made it from the twenty five yard field line. goal. Yeah, we were making kicks. You made a thirty five yard field well, goal. Well, that's the ball at the twenty five. So I made like an eighteen yard field goal. No, 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 the ball. It's you have to add ten yards. Oh right. So then I we made start- a twenty eight yard field goal because. It, normally, the way you think of it is like a twenty-five. Uh, the twenty-five yard line is a yeah, but th- we're not snapping it. Oh right, right, yeah. okay, yeah, sorry. That so was the stupid. Tw- so the twenty-five yard line is a thirty-five yard field goal. How about that? Look yeah, you that. made a thirty-five yard. I made I made a forty yarder. Yeah, yeah. What, what a perfect segue. A little math here. A little math. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we did the Wonderlick this year. <laughs> um, that was the the new thing we did. We all just uh, took the Wonderlick. I actually forgot and took mine just now before recording the podcast. Uh-huh. So we have our Wonderlick results. So we haven't graded this yet. This is our last piece of the combine. Right. Okay. That's right. Uh, I got a thirty-two. Damn. Okay. Nice. There we go. Uh, I got a thirty-eight. Wow. Jesus. But now, I used a calculator. Yeah, Tyler cheated. He used a calculator. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it well, says don't I'm, use a calculator. I'm the dumbest and most unathletic. I got a 23. <laughs> well, <laughs> well average here's the thing, is 20. though. It is timed, and it's not so much that the questions are difficult. It's that you have to fucking rip through them super right. fast. Well, and the fact that you can't use a calculator, like I was telling Tyler when I got over here, I was like, I knew what math to do and what numbers to to put into the formula, yep. but I couldn't do it in my head. Right. Right. So that's where probably I got screwed a lot. I was just trying to go as fast as possible. So well, that's um, good. It was fun. But again, we can fun retake combine. it next year and improve. We can study. <laughs> we can study. We also had like. the questions that I hate the most, which are the Tammy is behind line of Bill. <laughs> Bill is in front of Stuart. Jeffrey. Is Stuart ahead of Winona. I'm like, who are are these people? Those are the A, if A is B is, and B is C is AC. And what are they standing in line for? Give me some context. They're at the post office. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, Look, I thought the Wonder Lake was fun and I think that it, I actually encourage everyone out there to go out and do some combine stuff on their own because it is humbling and it especially helps you realize how physically gifted and talented these athletes are. Because like I felt like I was sprinting the fastest possible to run a six flat forty. You might get hurt though. Which like three hundred pound offensive lineman can do faster than yeah. me, which yeah. is wild. Yeah, might get so, injured. Yeah. Um, now we have a new segment. Tyler, do you want to break down the the season long tailgate bracket segment? Uh, season long tailgate bracket. It's a season long. I, I I don't I didn't realize this was gonna last the whole season. Well, it might last the whole season. I guess it depends on. We haven't done the math. Well, I, I, was I think it might last to the beginning of the season. <laughs> I think that week one, we were going to do the championship. Wait, what? Yeah, because it's... Uh, we can plug in different topics. We can, yeah, we can we can do it throughout the year if we want and like drag it, but we have... There's six... So what it is, we're College Ball Tailgate. It's the best tailgate foods. Right. So top 16 tailgate foods. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram, actually. We just made a new Instagram, uh, College Ball Tailgate, 
And uh, we're on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Uh, we'll post the bracket up there. So let us know, know what you think, uh, what you think of the seeding and the matchups. But uh, so here's what we were, <clears throat> I, I thought we were going to do is, yeah. intro, and I don't care, we'll do whatever <laughs> we want or the audience audience wants. But if we introduce it today and just like get the bracket set up today. Right. And then next week, do the first round. And then the week after that, we do the second okay, round. Okay, see, I, and this then, is where uh, I was confused. Yeah. So I just thought we'd progress it, and then the season starts, we got our winner, and then we don't have to drag I it I thought we were going to do one one matchup each week, and then it would last the whole season. But whatever. Again, I, I think it's maybe better to uh, to go one round at a time, because it'll be more entertaining that way. Yeah, we'll just get it out of the way before the season Look, starts. it's preseason for us, too. Exactly. And so this is why Who knows? we have new segments where potentially I don't actually know what's what do you happening. Think the, uh, <laughs> what do you think the number one overall seed was? Number one foods? number one seed for tailgate foods. I would guess, and I haven't seen the bracket in depth yet. I know mm-hmm. some of the, the foods we've tossed around. Mm-hmm. I feel like the one that will be hardest to beat is just a brat, a bratwurst. Mm, bratwursts are up there, but I think we... So, I've already seen it. So uh, Ryan and I were sort of the bracketeers for this one. Yes. And we Bracketeering. Th- so, the ones in, so we didn't actually go... We went more... Uh, popular what's what's sold more and so i was looking up uh what's what gets sold more for tailgates things like that and actually I the most see. popular thing that's sold is just hamburger patties so we went I hamburgers see. one seed and it may lose the one seed may get knocked off it's happened before oh uh, uh, yeah two seed is hot dogs three seed is wings four seed is chili and uh, if you want to see the rest of the bracket like i said go to college football tailgate on instagram see what so. i think is gonna really factor we'll into a lot of these matchups is not just which food is better but it, in the tailgate environment, right? Like, what? yeah, wings are probably my favorite of the bunch, but it's harder to be at a tailgate and get your hands all filthy eating wings. You're exactly right. Just have a You're exa- that's why which that's is what, why it's going to be so hard to well, beat. That's the, what this is all about. There's other circumstances, too. Is it cold? Is mm-hmm. it 90? Right. I'm not going to eat a bowl of chili with gloves yeah. On yeah. when it's 90 degrees outside. Exactly, but football's rarely played in 90 degrees. Most right. football's in cold Depends weather. Depends on when you're at. That's, uh, that's why I think, me. I think chili... It means more. The SEC. <laughs> I think chili may be an underrated four seed. For sure. Oh, chili's great. I love it. Listen, I'm excited for this. I'm excited. So are are we going to uh, debut the matchups then right now? Is that what you want to do? Uh, we, we can, yeah. Yeah, um, why not? Let's do it. Okay. We're talking um, about it. So uh, do we have the bracket up? Yeah, yeah Ryan yeah, has give me just one up. second. Yeah, Ryan's got it over there. Um, it's I think it's pretty accurate. Now, again, if you think the seeds are off, you can yell at us on uh, social media. All right, yeah, so what is like it? like the criticism. Have you ever seen these videos? Now, look, I love wings. I actually had wings just the other night. It was the night before the combine, <laughs> of course. That's how you prep for a combine. <laughs> Classic stuff. You have like 12 yeah, wings. acid reflux. It really, really gets you going. <laughs> I do have to tell this story real quick. So we're walking to the field. We all meet up in the parking lot. We're walking to the football field. And Ryan's telling us about, you know, he kind of had a rough night. He went to a concert. Maybe had a couple of drinks. Extracurriculars. He he, uh, he uh, got home late. He texted us at like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> hey, guys, maybe a little late to the combine. So we all show up the next day. We're walking to the field. Ryan's like, oh, I'm feeling rough. It was a long night. Will goes, yeah, you know, I'm feeling rough, too. I had 12 hot wings last night. <laughs> I didn't and I'm say like, I was Will, feeling rough, but I did say that I thought it would negatively affect it. Look, if I was an NFL uh, draftee, right? If I was uh, someone going to the combine, I'm probably having like uh, a really clean. It was where you said it. Rice it was where you beans. said it in the conversation. <laughs> it was so funny because you were comparing it Equally to Ryan's feeling. Yeah. Equally Ryan's, negative. You're like, oh, I know what you're talking about, man. Okay. Me too. That's having, chicken wings. Having hot farts is just as detrimental <laughs> as being hungover, and that's just a fact. 
Uh, but, All right, uh, so should I go over this? Uh, yeah, so go go one to go one sixteen, and then two fifteen, three four matchup. Yeah, and go in that order. All right, so uh, our one sixteen matchup is burgers versus salad, which is uh, okay. Yeah, uh, well, well, here's the, here was the we'll thing with the salad. Next week. The, Listen, yeah, well, we got we got to cater was, to the Pac twelve people too. <laughs> well, exactly the Pac twelve people, but the sixteen seed is usually a doormat. Even, it's a doormat, right? Yeah, it's pretty sure. beatable, pretty laughable. So salad, right. come on. Sorry, Seton Hall. But you're gonna have some salad. It's some. It's usually an option these days. Oh yeah, for sure. Right, I mean, so salad's the 16th. It's out on the table, all wilting away. But uh, number two versus 15 is hot dogs versus uh, just sandwiches. Are we just doing sandwiches in general, or hot versus cold? No, just sandwiches. No, wait, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, I'm kidding. We don't want. <laughs> we don't want to do that again. Uh, number three, 14 matchup is uh, chicken wings versus pizza. Oh, see, man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. A but pizza is like not siblings. a great tailgate food. Well, if you have it there, it's great, but it's just not common. Like, what are you going to do? Bring bring them in your own little, like, heat bag like they give the delivery driver? Well, I, I think, I think that some advanced tailgaters have the portable ovens right. that you can put them in. That would be classy, but it's matched up with, what, wings? Yeah. Mm, well, I actually... Tough uh, matchup. Well, ah, they man. actually tough have, like, those sleeves. I have one for my crock pot when I make chili for tailgate. But you're the tailgate you know. guy. You're, you're frying rye. That's true. Yes. Uh, uh, four versus 13. Uh, number four is chili. 13 is enchiladas. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, 12. Five is brisket. 12 is nachos. Six, That's 11. Tough. Brisket is nachos. Fried. Yeah. <laughs> Can we combine some of these? <laughs> uh, sorry, what was that? Six and 11. Uh, six is fried chicken. 11 is breakfast burritos. Uh, seven. See, breakfast burritos again. That's a tough kick. one because, yeah, that's the early kick. Yep. That's, the, that's, the, that's the big 10 early kick of the day. So that's right. it's different. Uh, 7-10 matchup is brats or sausages uh, versus a pulled pork sandwich. That's, mm. that's so, so according to Will, brats may be a little underrated at, at the 7 seed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And then your 8-9, uh, your, your swing matchup is uh, tacos versus ribs. Oh man, I think I think ribs might take that one, but hey, we'll break it down. So next week we'll start. We'll choose our uh, eight winners. Yeah, okay, I like that. Boom, perfect. Yeah, alrighty. Making me hungry just looking at it and and, and talking about it. Um, now look before we get into the the group of five preseason breakdown tower. Uh, give a little shout out to BetUS. So, uh, as a lot of you know out there, I'm a professional sports better. For those new to the show, for those who don't know, I've been doing that for several years now. And, and one of the most important things to winning, you know, I get asked all the time, how can I immediately make more money? And there's a very simple answer, actually, to that question. Sign up at more sports books. Because the more sports books you can shop at and look at the price at, the better you're going to do over the long run. Now, the apprehension some people have with offshore accounts, accounts that aren't in the United States, is sometimes they're shady. Sometimes you can't get your money back. I understand the apprehension. BetUS is not like that at all. They're a very, very reputable website. You're going to get your money out. And there's a lot to bet on. Not only can you bet on sporting events, not only can you play the casino games like blackjack and roulette, they have entertainment bets. So you can bet on TV futures. What's going to happen? in Cobra Kai, Lord of the Rings, the next Squid Games, Game of Thrones. You can bet on uh, awards futures, Emmys, Academy Awards. My point is, it's fun, and no matter what you want to do, it's guaranteed to have it. That's BetUS.com. Put in promo code TAILGATE. That's how you help us out. It goes a long way, and you get access to uh, all kinds of bonuses and uh, promotions. So promo code TAILGATE, BetUS.com. Yeah, we've said it a million times before. If you want to support the show, uh, you know we, we do it for free, and we're not changing that. Uh, but if you want to help support, use that promo code. Honestly, BetUS is awesome. Um, 
you know, if you're in a state that, that offer where you have like the more bigger name brand ones, what you're going to find when you go check out BetUS is they have bets that, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel just don't have. It's just a fact. So uh, definitely check it out. Use that promo code. Now, the group of five preseason breakdown. Group tower. of five. So we're not going to cover uh, Notre Dame and BYU and, and some of the bigger independents. That's going to come later on in our preseason breakdowns. Today, we're doing the AAC, the Mountain West, uh, the Sun Belt, anyone else you want to talk about. But, Tyler, why don't, we might as well start with the AAC. That's kind of the premier uh, Group of Five conference. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so, I have my, my conference power rankings. Okay. And uh, AAC, I have as my number one conference. Uh, they're by far the deepest. And should we just go conference by conference in my ratings and yeah. we can jump in with some teams? Okay. So, my conference power ratings, what I did is I went in and looked at all of my uh, preseason ratings, you know, because what you can do with these numbers is essentially predict and project what these lines will be. So I can say if with any team matches up against any team in the nation, I'll tell you what the line should be according to me. So in my power ratings, the AAC had had by far the best teams of any one of the group of five. As a matter of fact, they're not only the deepest, they're top heavy. Their three best teams, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston would all be favored over every other, every single group other, of five team. No, uh, yeah, group of five team. Oh yeah, so for sure. they're the best three teams in the group of five, and they're all in the AAC. So they're by far the best conference. SMU, Memphis, too. It kind of makes it uh, that sort of sixth power six conference, if you will. Right? I mean, they're right there with the the Pac-12 kind of. So the AAC number one in my power rankings, deepest and very very good with Cincy and UCF. Uh, next, uh, Mountain West, my number two in the power rankings. Uh, Mountain West is actually, I think, getting better and better. For a couple years there, they were weak. They had a couple teams who could compete every year, but then it, it was pretty much nothing after the first two or three teams. They've gotten better, the Mountain West has, from six on, but you look at Boise State, they're sort of the class of the Mountain West now, and they're the highest rated team, um of any other team. So they're number four. Okay. So if you kind of right. rank all these teams, they're right up there. As a matter of fact, they're only like a, a couple decimal points behind Houston. So technically it would be a pick with Houston and they're going to be very good this year. I think schedules favorable and uh, got a lot of people coming back. So I like Boise state this year. Fresno also Fresno's, I think going to be one of the sleepers in the mountain West. Now, I don't know if you can call him a sleeper right now. A lot of people are talking about Fresno, but expect Fresno to have a big year and be there at the uh, end of it for the title last year or for the title this year. Uh, last year, Utah state won the conference and I actually have them the fifth best team this year going in. So the mountain West is getting better. I've got Boise one Fresno two, air force three. Actually can't ever take air force out of the equation and San Diego state four above Utah state. So like I said, though, six on they're getting better and they're, uh, deep conference given uh, what they have to work with. So Mountain West, number two. Uh, number three, the Sun Belt. Any objections so far? No, uh, I, I think I would put them at the exact same spot, although I feel like the Sun Belt has some some pretty... The top of the Sun Belt is pretty good, but maybe the bottom is not so much you know, compared to, to the Mountain West. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Louisiana Monroe, Texas State, those are the teams you know at the very bottom who aren't very good. But right. you look at... Uh, I mean... You look at them as a whole, and I would actually say, I know I mentioned the Mountain West getting better. I would say that the Sun Belt as a conference is the conference that over the last five years has gotten the be the has gotten best by far. Um, App State 
and Louisiana Lafayette obviously are sort of like the class of the Sun Belt, at least as of late. But Marshall and Coastal Carolina are looking for that consistency for sure. to stay along. And Coastal, if they can put together a couple of those seasons, maybe they'll be one of those schools that will hire those young, attractive coaches because it seems like programs get a reputation for that, where if you're young, you're exciting, you go to those schools because you know you can recruit and, and you know you can win. It's been done before. So that's what you know. Coastal and Marshall are looking for. So they're kind of right there in that top part of the Sun Belt, but Georgia State, Troy Old Dominion, Southern Miss, solid middle of the conference for sure in the Sun Belt. So they're number three overall. Uh, number four, Conference USA. UAB, probably the best team in Conference USA, but it's the most wide open of any conference in the group of five. You got UAB, Western Kentucky, UTSA, all within two points of each other. Middle Tennessee, FAU, who I think is going to have a good start to the year. Don't forget about UTEP. North Texas. Don't forget about UTEP. We got a lot of listeners in El Paso. Exactly. But uh, there is certainly a drop off of that second tier. But Conference USA, fourth overall. Uh, UAB, a good team who I'll probably be talking about here in a second. Um, and then finally, uh, Mac is number five. Maction. And it's like, what in the world happened to the Mac? The Mac used to be the conference that would snag a four-star, would snag a higher crew, but that's really dropped off. I mean, I love Maction, but this is getting bad. The gap is widening. And the list of teams here, I've got a list of teams here that would be favored over every other, every single Mac team, okay? So there's 17 of them. So if you just rank all of the... Other group of five yeah, teams. So if you mean, rank yeah. every single group of five team... The first team in the MAC would be ranked 18th. Was that like Toledo or Miami or who? It's is Toledo, it? yeah. Yeah. So here's the team. All these teams would be ranked or would be uh, favored above Toledo: Cincy, UCF, Houston, SMU, Memphis, ECU, Boise, Fresno State, Air Force, Utah State, San Diego State, UAB, Western Kentucky, UTSA, App State, Louisiana, and Marshall. All of them favored over. So. This is not a very good conference. And like I said, I love the MAC, and it's sometimes the only thing to watch, but they're not very good at all. So Toledo, like you said, Will, best team, followed by Miami of Ohio, CMU, Northern Illinois, but uh, just not, not, not a whole lot going on. I love Maction, like I said. I'm down to watch. Well, yeah, they beat up like each other. Tuesday it's, and Wednesday night games, exactly. too. It's amazing. And like we said, you know, a little money to be made in those games. But uh, That's right. All right, now I've got a couple teams to watch, some specific profiles. I'm going to talk about Cincinnati, and UCF, because I think these are the two best teams in the group of five, and they could really do some damage this year. So I'm going to start with Cincy. Uh, they're three points better than any other team right now, including UCF, even though I have a feeling as we progress through the season, those teams are going to grow closer. But right now, three points better than any other group of five team. Uh, they would be, right now, according to my rankings, the eighth best team in the SEC, the fifth best team in the Big Ten and the Big 12, and the fourth best team in the ACC in Pac-12 or and a Pac-12. I think a lot of this is yes roster. They've been able to refill, reload, but Luke Fickle is actually a great coach, and I can't believe he's still there. I well, you know how hard I can be on on narratives, right? Matt Matt Campbell. Everyone loved Matt Campbell for a few years, and I was really against Greatest that coach because of all time. I think that narratives. A lot of stuff that gets put out there on ESPN, <laughs> it's narrative driven. Like it's sort of like they take a news approach for sports, and that's what becomes the water cooler talk. That's what I was talking about. And I think narratives are often wrong, and that's what people bet on. And so I like to go opposite than those. Not just always be contrarian, but that's sometimes what I like to start with. So I think Luke Fickle doesn't fit the category of coach who's got lucky, coach who's won some games. I think wherever he goes, he's going to win, and he's got the roster this year to really make some noise. So I think Luke Fickle's a big part of this. As I said, good roster. They're bringing back eight starters on offense. 
Only five on defense, but they have some nice transfers. And the secondary, even though they're replacing three out of four guys, they're pretty experienced. So they've got week one at Arkansas. And I, I that's not a bet for me yet because my pure rating, it does show a little bit of value for Cincy. But new quarterback, new running back, I just wonder how quickly they're going to start. And Arkansas is going to be good this year. So yeah. Uh, Cincy, that's my kind of profile on them. They're going to be a good team. I'd see, you know, probably double-digit wins. But UCF, I think we've all forgotten about UCF. Uh, last year, year before, very high expectations. And then last year, they started, what, 3-3, three and three, ended 6-1. and one. Yeah, it was a rough start. Yeah, Gus Malzahn kind of, he lost a lot of people's faith quick in the year, right? But it seemed like as the year went on, the team bought into his message. And as I said, they finished 6-1 and last seven games. So, now he's bringing back 17 starters that got that message that ended the season so well. And they've got seven home games this year, including Cincy at home. They avoid Houston and they have to travel once before October 22nd. So no slow starts this year. I think they're going to get out to a hot start, get some momentum. And as I said earlier, right now, Cincy is about three points better I think, Will, if both teams are undefeated heading into their matchup at the at uh, whatever it is, middle end of the year, I think UCF at home could be pick them if not favored. So I, I just think UCF right now is probably the team to kind of keep your eye on, the team that could surprise everyone instead of Cincy. Cincy's good. Don't get me wrong. But everything kind of sets up this year for UCF. So if UCF can beat Louisville Week 2, they should be favored in every other game of the, in, in the season. And uh, UCF is going to make some noise this year. All right, finally, I have my surprise team. Do you have any teams to add before that, or do you just want to go over your teams after I... I'll go over mine after, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this is, this is my surprise team of the year, and what I mean by surprise team is the team that really no one's talking about that I think will have a good record 10-11 wins and maybe even play in like a New Year's Six Bowl. Okay, that, that surprised some people, and my team is UAB. Oh, wow. I know. It's kind of weird, but I think they're going to have a nice year. The so Blazers. UAB is the best team in Conference USA, so I think they're going to win the conference this year. Um, and, and what's going on around UAB right now? I hear the coach talk. I hear the interviews. There's excitement around the program. I know it's kind of a weird thing to talk about the stadium, but they just built the stadium last season. And it, so it's sort of like this fresh, new feeling around the team. And you can hear the excitement. Like I said, Bill Clark, their head coach, says it's one of the best teams, if not the best, he's ever had. And I think he's entering his, what, eighth season with the team. So last year, with the toughest schedule in Conference USA, they went 8-4 and four with a heartbreaking loss to a UTSA, their rival. I think it was a tipped pass for a touchdown they gave up like as time expired. Lost that game, should have gone 9-3, and three, ended 8-4, uh, and four, and then they actually beat BYU in the bowl game, 31-28. So this year, they got 14 starters co- uh, coming back, including their quarterback, Dylan Hopkins. They got UTSA at home this year, and they should be favored most, if not all, their games. So I see, oh well, I say uh, not if not all, most of their games, because they do go to LSU uh, in November. Yeah. That's going to be a loss. But they could potentially run the table besides that game or go 10-2. and two. And if they go 10-2 and two with a loss to UTSA, close loss, or they go 11-1, and one, I could see UAB playing in a New Year's Six game, as weird as that mm. sounds. so I feel like the peak for them is the Holiday Bowl because they won't... They don't have the cachet to get a New Year's... Like, even like a... Like an eight and four South Carolina is going to get in over them for a New Year's Six Bowl. Did you but know Holiday Bowl? I could definitely see that there's been a team from the Group of Five in uh, a New Year's Six Bowl every year for the last four years. Group of Five, sure, but um, UAB, I don't know about that. I mean, that's that's how that's crazy do you think stretch. that is? How how much of a stretch? 
Give it a, a give New it a percentage. Six bowl. Give it a percentage. I would put it at three percent or less. Will you give me the odds of ten percent? So I'm giving you a seven percent edge based on what you think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, give me plus. I'll, I'll give me ten you, to one. I'll give you if UAB makes a New Year's Six bowl. Ten to um, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. All day. Okay. All day. So I'll give you ten bet board wins. Okay. So that's how we'll do it. Ten to one on bet board wins. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's contingent on them like winning the conference and getting what like eleven wins. Even if it's they're con- no New Year's Six Bowl. That's right. that's the bet. Do they play in a New Year's Six Bowl? Oh boy, yeah, I'll take that all day. Give me <laughs> <laughs> give, give me ten to one. Uh, w- that one's going on the bet board for sure. Look, even if, I'm not and, and I'm not ragging on UAB. I'm not saying it's right, but like, yeah, Cincinnati or or UCF can get a New Year's Six Bowl. UAB's not. They're gonna get a, the Holiday Bowl or they're gonna get like the Independence Bowl. But I can't imagine them getting the Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar yeah. Bowl. I just I can't well, see it. Is well, is that what the New Year's? There's a there's one more on the New Year's Six that's an iffy bowl. Well, the New Year's Six are only like those able name brand ones: a, Sugar, Orange, uh, you know, Outback Bowl. Yeah. Um, I just can't see them because they don't have the the brand. Yeah, and no well, one's well, gonna watch. I mean, I get th- that. we're not we're not even that far removed from them not even having a football program. That's right. Yeah. And by the way, I looked it up. The new uh, stadium looks sweet. Like oh, for sure, it looks cool. Uh, but hey. You uh, ten to one, ten to one all day. There we go. You put put it, it on first. the bet board. That's that, that's gonna be my first win. <laughs> I I start with a one nothing head start. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need it too. Um, no, look, I I think they're gonna be a really good team. Honestly, like I I actually love that pick. In fact, do you, do you know what the odds would be on them to win Conference USA? Uh, they're an odds on favorite. Oh, okay. So so I think they're like minus one twenty. The next team's like plus two fifty. Okay. Gotcha. So there's not like a ton of odds, uh, great odds for them to, uh, you know, there's not like a gr- some great betting value there to, to I pick can, on them. No, I don't think so. I can double check it, but I'm pretty okay. sure this is the accurate yeah. one. Yeah, look, I, I love, I, I've always loved UAB, honestly, because they have like the sickest helmets and uh, like they're, yeah. the helmets are so cool. They got a good look. Um, and so I'll be rooting for them. I just can't possibly see them making a New Year's Six Bowl just by the fact that the college football, you know, wants dollar signs. Wait a minute. So the New Year's Six... If it includes the Holiday Bowl, that's your only chance. That's what I'll say. I just don't think it does. I think the Holiday Bowl... So hold on. I was thinking Cotton Bowl was a part of the Cotton six. Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and they rotate them in with the playoff games now, but the New Year's uh, Six was always right. Rose Bowl, well, It's the New Sugar Year's Bowl. 8 this year because they added two games. Okay, well, who's, who? Sweet. what are they? List them off. Uh, the Well, and two are the semifinals, so right. I guess it's the six besides those two, yeah, right? right? So it's the Music City Bowl, the Sugar Bowl... The Reliquest Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and the Rose Bowl. Okay, I don't know what the Reliquest Bowl is. I guess they'd, <laughs> they'd have a chance at making the Music City Bowl. Although Maybe the Citrus Bowl. That's only because it's being played on New, Year, on New Year's Day. That's not one of the traditional New Year's Six right, but, right. bowl that's, games. For the bet, it is. Okay, all right, whatever. If they play on New Year's Day, then... Well, there then is not, it, there's no New Year's Day games. It's the 31st, and it skips the 2nd right, this right, year. Right, right, but whatever. You, we're on the same page. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, look, Man. you know, I, I'm, UAB I'm excited one. for them. I got that in my back pocket. If I need a, I need a long shot, I'm going to be just going for UAB all year. The way I broke this down is I just looked at specifically the AAC, the, uh, the Mountain West, and the Sun Belt. But I'm going to basically What do you think, give, Will? What did you, what did you break down? What do you think? Well, look, for the AAC, I, I, ultimately, I think it's probably going to come down to Cincy or UCF, like you said. Houston has a chance. Here's the thing is that last year they were really good. And it's really hard for me to put my faith in Dana Holgerson to to 
go through a season where Why? they're consistent enough to win a conference championship. He's just never been able to put it together for a whole season, right? He hasn't won a lot of big games in his career. He didn't do it much at West Virginia. He hasn't done it much at Houston. Now, last year, they surprised me, honestly. They were much better than I thought they would be. But, I, like, he's one of those coaches where it's the same thing with Mike Leach. And, again, I'm not trying to rag on Mike Leach, but there's some coaches where I just go, I'm not going to bet on them keeping it together enough for the whole season to win the conference because I think ultimately there's going to be like a slip-up game where they lose when they're not supposed to, right? Okay. And so, you know, that's where I would put Houston. Now, that being said, it's not going to shock me if they win the AAC because they are really good. They have the quarterback coming back. They were super talented last year, but I think it's going to come down to Cincy and UCF. And actually, I like UCF to get the job done this year. I think it's kind of a down year by AAC standards, though. You know, last like with Cincy being so good... I would pick them, but honestly, you know, they're bringing back 13 starters, but you look at the guys they did lose, they're all big play guys. They lose yep. Ritter, they lose the running back, they lose the two stud cornerback, yep. Sauce Gardner, and the other guy, Kobe, whatever. They lose the guys in the defensive, like the, the all the best NFL caliber players that took them to the playoffs last year. And guess what? They played Alabama really tough. They were a very good team last year, and I don't doubt that they are deep. I'm not saying they're going to fall off a cliff, but I don't think that Luke Fickle has. Cincinnati at the at the level yet where the program can just kind of get to that repeat or reload level to be able to go for 11 or 12 wins, which is what I think it's going to take. And they have to play on the road at UCF. UCF's a really good home team. They get, you know, uh, you mentioned it before, uh, Cincinnati plays at Arkansas right out of the shoot, and that won't matter for the conference championship, but you look at their early games in the first five weeks they're at arkansas they play indiana and they're at tulsa in the first five five weeks of the season those aren't easy games um and then that's all before they have to go at ucf you know it's funny that i mentioned that i don't like picking on certain coaches to go the whole length of the season and typically gus malzahn would be in that category as well so i don't love picking him to win the conference here but they have so much returning talent coming back for ucf and the schedule is so much more favorable that I think UCF ultimately wins the AAC. I think they end up in a New Year's Six Bowl game. And then my dark horse team, if you're going to like look for a long odds team to win the AAC that where you're going to get great value and no one's going to see it coming, it's ECU. Um, I, you know, if, if it's not going to be one of those top three, it's going to be ECU. You know, they played Houston and UCF really tough last year. They almost won both of those games. They have 15 returning starters. To me, they'd be the value uh, pick for if I don't think there's a ton of value in picking anyone besides maybe Houston or ECU in this conference as far from a gambling perspective. Um, there's just not enough value on on UCF or Cincy in my opinion. Let's get let's get another bedboard game in there or another bedboard in there. Will what would that be? So you say if Cincy or UCF doesn't win it, it's going to be ECU. Um, if Cincy UCF, <sighs> you just said that or Houston. <laughs> Or I know I, I I said if it's not one of those top three, it's ECU. Don't pigeonhole yourself, William. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not gonna let this become a bet so, for. I'm not letting Tyler <laughs> steal one from me. So let me get a team. It was, so we'll do a, a fan bet. So if 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 since UCF or Houston win it, it's no bet. Yeah, exactly. If they don't win it though, and East Carolina wins, you win. If they don't win it, give me uh, SMU. Okay, I was gonna say you were probably going SMU or or Memphis or something like that, right? So uh, probably yeah. Yeah. So give me SMU. Okay. Yeah, I like ECU a little bit. I just think that they so were... So if it's Cincy, were, UCF, or Houston, it's no bet board. Yeah, no it, bet board. If, if they don't win, and it's one of the other two, we get a bet board. All right? Okay, cool. Love it. Uh, Mountain West. 
You mentioned it. Boise, they're the apparent front runner as always, but they're actually coming off a year where they really struggled last year by Boise State standard, and they didn't ultimately win the Mountain West Conference, which is something that they're not used to. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer is p- back for like the eighth year, it feels like. <laughs> He's been there forever, and I think they're going to be really improved uh, from last year, especially on offense, but I they have to figure something out on the defense because if you look at last year, they got beat by Air Force. They got beat by Nevada, San Diego State, and guess what? It wasn't the same for all those teams, right? Air Force beat them on the ground like they do to everyone. Nevada and San Diego State were much better through the air on that Boise State team. Andy Avalos, the head coach, he's a defensive guy, right? He was a defensive coordinator at Oregon before that. He's got to figure out the Boise defense because if they don't have that defense, I don't think they're going to win the Mountain West because right now they're not what they were under Chris Peterson and then under you know the, the guys after that, Brian Harson. Um, they're not as dominant as they were, frankly. They're not at the level of what we expect Boise State to be in the Mountain West. And there's some really good teams in the Mountain West. And honestly, I think this is Air Force's year. They have 15 returning starters, including the running back and the quarterback. And the quarterback is a running back because it's the option team. Uh, they get Boise at home. I think if they can improve their passing defense, especially their passing defense was really bad last year. I think they could win the division and be in the conference uh, championship game. And with how good Air Force was last year and not winning the Mountain West, I actually really like them to uh, to maybe be, again, the value pick out of the Mountain West. And ultimately, if I'm going to put money on any team, I'm going on the Air Force Falcons here, the Zoomies. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take uh, Fresno. Fresno? Yeah. What, as your dark horse? And no, as my bed board with Oh, you. okay. So you got uh, Air Force. And you got Fresno and State. And I got Fresno. And I, and I would say, again, if you're looking for a really long odds value pick it's san jose state they have playmakers on defense they don't face boise or air force on their schedule so it helps them maybe get to the mountain west championship game if you're looking for really really long odds value that would be my sleeper team although i don't think it's very pop uh possible but yeah i like air force all right i don't option i don't think that uh i don't think you understand how good uab is going to be Oh well, that, that I haven't even gotten to the. I mean, I wasn't talking conference I USA. You, oh, I thought you were done. I, I was just, I was just no. going over our bet board game. I was starting to just talk a little bit. Well, of I didn't break down the conference uh, USA either. I'm sorry, conference USA fans. Honestly, Will I is like uh, uh, elitist. I am an elitist. Mm-hmm. I did, however, do the Sun Belt at the Fun Belt, mm. which I love. Look, who are you on in the Sun Belt this year? Who who are you betting on this year? Well, I don't know about betting on. I can tell you, we've talked about this before. Smitty and I both became Coastal Carolina Huge. fans just because they're the Chanticleers. I love the colors. I love the jerseys. I think Jamie Chadwell is doing great things there, but this isn't their year. I think it's all about App State. They bring back so much from last year. They were bitter to have not won the Sun Belt last year. Uh, you know, they gave up a late lead to uh, to Coastal Carolina, and that ended up kind of costing them. I think they're motivated. I think they're the most physical team. However, the team that is a really sneaky one that I think could, could win, and maybe not that even sneaky, but the team that if you're not picking App State, you're not picking Coastal Carolina, it's Marshall. Um, Marshall's really good. Marshall gets App State at home, and I think they have the best chance at beating out App State for the division and conference championship if they're not if you're not going to go with the Mountaineers. But uh, look, I, I think the App State Mountaineers win the championship. I love Coastal Carolina. I'm going to watch as many of their games as I possibly can this year. Uh, but they have so few starters coming back, and I get they have the quarterback, but everyone else, they basically lose. 
And then the, the the sleeper, again, long odds team, if you're looking for one that maybe no one's picking on, it would be Louisiana. Louisiana was really good last year, and obviously they lose Billy Napier and a bunch of that coaching staff as, as he heads to Florida. Um, and most people probably think that's too much to overcome. I'd probably put myself in that camp. But to me, they're still a really good team. And so this would be the time if you're going to pick on Louisiana to win the conference, you might get some good odds just because Billy Napier left and people might think they don't have a chance. All right. So let's see here. Um, you have App State winning it? Yep. All right. I Which pains w- me as a Michigan fan. I will take... Uh, you got the favorite there. Mar- I mean, honestly, Marshall's really good, and uh, Coastal Coastal could. I wouldn't be surprised if Coastal did it because I think Chadwell's that good. No, if I take anyone, it's going to be the Raging Cajuns. Oh, really? I think they're going to be back in the title game at least. That's my sleeper pick. I mean, you and I are just on the same page here, Tyler. But sleeper, I have him as, my, as the second best team in the conference according to my power ratings. Well, that's why I picked him as a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh God! You're just trying to find a bet board game for all these conferences, aren't you? I well, I was, but I've got App State right now. I feel like that's fairly obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, usually Tyler, I feel like, is the one that maybe I, I'm more antsy yeah, against the sure. bet board, and he's he's a little more like you have to rope him into stuff. No, I'm good on that one. He's not as reckless. Yeah, see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm the reckless gambler over here. But you know what? I have a good feeling about this year. I'm gonna come in. Hey, look. I'm on a three-year run. We know it statistically that last year it was a uh, it was an outlier with how bad I was, not how good mm. you were, but with how bad I was last year. It was a statistical outlier. Okay, and we know it. I'm from the math. You can you can talk about it. You're yeah. you're a gambling professional. It's not sustainable for me to be as bad as I was last year. It is not when I could have flipped a coin and probably done better. I've had a good year, a good couple years though. We've been doing this for three years, entering our fourth season. We did these numbers in the offseason, but for anyone who didn't listen to those episodes, uh, for my picks, my bet board games, and my best bets, not you know leans or anything like that, my actual bets I give out, if you would have put 110 to win 100 on every game, you would be up. It was almost, it was like almost 4000 money, like 3800 bucks. Yeah, yep. so uh, I've been on fire. So there you go. So we're you're going to regress back we're to gonna the gonna be, I'm going to progress back to the dice. Um Look, and th- here's the other thing. We talked about it earlier in the show. We're going to start doing two episodes uh, each week. But uh, the ability to do the breakdown later in the week is going to be more beneficial to the listeners too because if you weren't listening until Thursday or Friday, there's a good chance most of the lines we were breaking down on on Monday weren't available anymore. Right. And so this is going to be much more beneficial to you. And yeah, you, frankly, look, I joke a lot. If you're into sports gambling, you like gambling on college football, you should be taking advantage of Tyler. Um, Don't take advantage there, of me. There's a lot of people out there who claim they're professional bettors, but he, his picks are proven. He gives them out before, and they're, they're you know we've tracked them uh, over time, like you said, and he's really fucking sharp. I hate to admit it because I want to be the guy that knows the college football <laughs> better than anybody else. And uh, Well, I, let, me, let me say this. People always get wrong what sports betting is like when I meet people at weddings or bartenders or whatever it is, they always say, Oh, you must know every player and you must be. So I'm like, no, that's not, you know, that I would say actually you know college football better than anyone that I know, you know, the teams, the players, the coaches. And I think that's why you can do well at, at betting yourself, but really what it comes down to in, in college football and other sports to be successful in my opinion, you need to be good at math. Like right. all of this is just people think it's like picking who's going to win the game and who's not. It's really comes down to one thing. 
what does the market have the line at and what do, what do you think the line should be? And often it's like a half point to a point and a half difference. It's not that much. That's what this all comes down to. The best baseball better that I ever talked to, ever met, insanely prof- uh, uh, profitable. One of the best baseball betters actually in the history of Las Vegas. He pronounced Albert Pujols, Albert Pudgels for a lot of his sports betting career. And my point, well, my point is... It doesn't matter whether it's Albert Pujols, Albert Pudgels, or you call him Flip Flob. He knew that that guy got on base this amount of times. He hit home runs this amount of times, and his team won this amount of times. That's what matters. So I am more of a math guy. Look, I know these teams well. I'm a huge sports fan. I've watched this my whole life. Highest one to score out of the three of us. But but, but, you know that's what this comes down to for me. So I I have my approach. (laughs) It is largely math math driven and. Yeah, so don't sell yourself short. Well, you're you know a lot about college football. I'm not, you know, that's not what it takes to win, but I'm going to give out some winners this year. I'm yeah, feeling good for year. sure, yeah. and I'm hoping I do too. And uh, just because you use the calculator and the wonder like isn't a bad thing, because guess <laughs> what? We want them to use it when it comes to the picks. Exactly. So listen, uh, as we we break down the rest, we're back to doing every week. Like I mentioned, this month leading into the college football season, it's only going to be one a week mm-hmm. until we hit the actual uh, college football season. But we're going to start breaking down the bigger conferences. So get ready. We got the we got the SEC coming up. We got the Big Ten coming up, and we got the ACC. You know all, all the other ones. Big and, Twelve. And so, oh yeah. Uh, it, we're really excited. We're less than a month away from college football. It's going to be awesome. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Tyler, what's the Instagram? College Football Tailgate. College Football Tailgate. Add College Football Tailgate on Instagram. Uh, rate and review the show. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. We'll see you next week.